As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right. And today it's my birthday. <laughs> so I got to pick the movies. That's right. So and I And she got to do the intro because she wanted to. Yep. I did. I said, don't it. fuck it up, Christina. Did I fuck it up? She tried to come in with some weak ass shit when she tra- <laughs> when she was practicing. She was like, hey, what's up, guys? I was like, nah, dude. I was like, I don't care if it's your birthday. You ain't going to be doing this if you can't. And I did it. We have to have the energy, right? We got to wake you motherfuckers up. We have the energy. Okay? It's a fucking birthday. It's my birthday. I'm sorry, Murphy. <laughs> and I picked Flowers in the Attic from 1987. That's right. And we got Christina's House from 2000 on Tubi. Both of these are on Tubi, and you can watch uh, Flowers in the Attic on Prime. As well. As well. Yeah. Yeah. So. so why'd you pick these, Christina? Well, I've been wanting to rewatch Flowers in the Attic because I've been... She's a been, fan. They've been dropping all of the the miniseries. She likes them freak movies, you know what I'm saying? That's disgusting. It's, freak Daddy. It's a disgusting story. It's a Freak Daddy movie. So I wanted to put you through <laughs> the torture of me dorking out about it, okay? Uh-huh. And then I picked... Freak Daddy. And then I picked Christina's house... On a whim, on accident. Oh boy! The, I was so I, a few months ago, before right before the Barbie movie came out, I was I was looking for housing aesthetics, like home decor and stuff. And, <laughs> and she was like, "Hmm, can I get one that has children in an attic? Hmm, is that the no, aesthetic you're going for? I, uh, do you have something that's in the aesthetic of locking children in the attic?" <laughs> No, it had nothing to do with flowers in the attic. I okay. was looking up. I was trying to see if there was an aesthetic to my name. Okay. And then I was. This movie came up, Christina's house, and it was a horror movie. And I was like, "Oh, we gotta, we got And I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Oh shit, we gotta watch this." Oh my god, where are we and gonna we have did. some talks? And we did. So that's all. Right. I fell asleep halfway through. But, but you always do. <laughs> but no, not always. It's just when we rush to get movies done by Friday. Like if we, oh, that's it. Someone's package is here and uh, we're going to open it up live on the stream. Perfect timing, by the way. Murray's barking his ass off. Christina's going to get the package. My buddy Plemke sent me something and I even wrote to him. We had a really bad couple of days here last week. So, or this week, I guess. 
And so he had sent something anyway, and it got here today. So we're going to open it up live on the podcast. Okay. Sure. So Christina was about to open it without us, without you guys, and uh, says fragile. That's not even for me. And if you want Plumkey's address, it is 712. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. We're opening it up. Oh, sort of. Jesus. I don't want to. Is there scissors? I told you. Is there a knife right there? No. Okay, I got it. All right. Well, this is... There's a bunch of plastic bags in here. Oh, boy. I don't know what this is. It's two things in here in two separate bags. One feels like it's got like a... I'm going to have a panic attack. Oh, nice. Wow. I finally got my movie back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a long, this is a long story, but there's a movie by... By the way, Plemke didn't know that it was Christina's birthday, just FYI. So don't... Christina's like, it's supposed to be for me, right? Yeah, I don't think you're going to want to watch this movie. <laughs> so, to give you an idea, guys, um, some time ago, I loaned out one of my buddies one of my movies. I rarely do this because Christina can vouch for me. I don't loan out my movies. Why no do way. I? Why do I not loan my movies out? People don't return them. Right, and it's like everybody who's ever borrowed one has always said, "Oh yeah, I'll bring it back." And then something happens, and we never hear from them again. And then I never get it back. And then it's like <laughs> fighting tooth and nail for years on end to get it back. This has happened with my bestest of friends. That's why I never loan them out. Sorry, not just e- the way. Not it even is. to family. You know? No, I. T- sorry, you want to watch a movie? You come to my house. <laughs> But Plemke got us Where the Dead Go to Die by Screamer Claws, which is a 3D, one of the most severely fucked up movies I think I've ever seen in 3D, where they have this kid who is like encouraged by a dog from hell to kill his mother who's pregnant with a baby and cut the baby out because there's only enough milk for the one child and the other one. If the if the other child drinks any of the other bad milk, then it turns it into an evil creature and he's saving the planet by killing the baby. Oh. And then it goes into this psychedelic fucking... Ugh, there's some really gross stuff that happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. But the dog is evil and it makes him go like on this killing spree. It, and I have not had... This is like a really rare... Um, uh, Blu-ray, by the way, you can barely find. I actually have, I had the first pressing of it, but Unearth Films put it out and it's out of print now too. So he got this oh. and I'm assuming this is a pretty penny. Well, that was nice. Yes. Thank you, Plemke. We got the other one, The Birds Can Fly. So we'll have to watch both of these back to back, which you're going to love, by the way, Christina. I'm so excited. He, he may not want me to watch it with you, to be honest, because <laughs> Plemke's like that. He told me not to watch certain movies with you. Okay, so we got another movie here. I don't know what it is yet. It is Reality Bleed Through, two-disc limited edition of and signed by Screamer Claws. So this is like some of his earliest shit on disc. Like it's it's the short films, Reality Bleeds Through, disc one and two. They're DVDs. They look like rips, but they're made by Screamer Claws. So he like decorated them and everything mm-hmm. and he signed it on the front so this this is some like valuable shit 
Sweet, dude. <laughs> now, I want to admit to you guys, this is not something that a lot of people are going to really like. These are really foul, disgusting things. He's done some videos and things for like other people, like other music videos and stuff like that. And uh, if you've ever heard of a guy called MDOT, he does similar stuff like that. Um, I think he goes by something else now. But yeah, super fucking cool, dude. This is number 64 out of 100. Wow. So these are ultra rare um, things. I don't know how much he paid for these, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, but they had to be a lot. He said that they threw in uh, faces of death. Oh, wow. With it, but he wasn't able to send it. Oh. So thanks, Plimpke. Thanks, say Christina, for your birthday. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Plimpy. We appreciate it. I'll show it on stream. I'll probably talk about it in a YouTube video. Or if you don't want me to watch her to watch it because they're too much, maybe I'll just do it as a YouTube video. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Christina, what is, uh, how you been? What's going on? What are you excited about for your birthday? What has happened for your birthday? What is planned for your birthday? Well, my, we, yeah, what's birthday stuff? Well, my boyfriend got me this really cool purse that I've been wanting. Who is he and what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what kind of purse was it? So Sorry. it's a Queen Amidala purse from Star Wars Episode One, and I needed to get it because and why? Yeah. When I was a, when when the movie first came out, I'm a dork. I wanted to be a costume designer. All of Queen Amidala Padme's costumes were like amazing. I learned that there was this, this like, it looks like a, what's it called? A, fl- a florid lay? Flo- oh, the design, the logo? Yeah. So there was a specific one made that was embroidered in all of her costumes. So I got it tattooed on my back. <laughs> She's and, had a few tattoos and, like that, like where, where it's like, yeah, oh, fuck, dork. something happens later on. Well, it, it's just a personal thing to me, right. you know? It has the memory behind it. Nobody believed me. Right. So then uh, Loungefly released these bags. And the fucking symbol is on all the bags. Right. Because I think there was like four, um, there was four separate bags made for like Queen Amidala and the symbol is on all there the bags. There was two that they they made specifically for this line. It um, They have the symbol on it. Right. One was like, like a see it. pink, blue, purple sort right. of colored one. And Which then I'm going to get that one too. Eventually. Yeah. But yeah, I had to get it because I was like, oh my God. See, and I'm like, in your face, everybody. I wasn't lying. It was a little too colorful, though, I'll be honest. So we, we got the, like, blood red one that's, like, more of the... Like, it's which, a velvet one. It, it's the main the main costume. Yeah, where she's dressed better. up in her, like, geisha sort of outfit. Yeah. The Senate. It was, like, a Senate when she went to Senate. Right. It's before she becomes, like, a hero a mom, of sort. The mom. Before she began. Oh, that's true, yeah. I forget. I'm getting her confused with other people, actually. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I got that purse. School. And what got, else did got, we and, get? Well, and I got a fridge, but we've talked about the fridge. Okay, so. yeah. Which we have a new we we have a new appreciation for the what are we calling the new drawer? This the cold the drink drawer, drawer, the drink drawer, or the special drawer? The special drawer. It's the special drawer because it has our special drinks in it. Yeah, like the drink we're gonna have here in just a second. Oh yeah, she's got a special drink. So. Uh, is there anything else we should mention before we go into that? Though? I don't know. Do you? How, has anything been going on with you? Mm, no, I just have been really having really a hard time with staying awake. And uh, that's why I haven't been putting up videos and I had a breakdown. 
couple days last week. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a day. It was a day. It was a couple days. It just it has a hangover because you're not just like suddenly happy, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I just I get it really fucking wears me out, guys. And I know you guys are like, why don't you go see a doctor? Well, it costs fucking money, okay. And I'm not rich, okay. So that's welcome to America. Maybe if I lived in Canada, huh? Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, it's been an interesting week, and we got some plans for... We've been planning our Voidtober, which we're going to be doing here soon. What else do we got coming up that we wanted to do? We I'm excited for Voidtober, and we're planning it right now. Right. Like, I got some movies that are on the way. I ordered, like, the 4K of The Blob and Night of the Demons. Plus, I got Night of the Demons 1, 2, and 3, basically. And 3's never even seen Blu-ray, so we might include that in the into the Voidtober. Voidtober is a little bit more, I sometimes like to pick like obscure ones, but a lot of mainstream ones. So they're like, you know, stuff we've already done maybe on the podcast or stuff that we don't talk about on the podcast or stuff we've never done on YouTube. I might be putting up some stuff on YouTube. So Voidtober is going to be pretty big. It's going to be a lot of work that, that month. So I uh, hope you guys tune in for the YouTube and the podcast. So, and if you hear anybody that you know that likes horror and is, you know, looking for some uh, ideas for movies and stuff, send them our way. You know, maybe we can help them out. We try to be very approachable. I'm a little bit more, more obviously knowledgeable than Christina, but Christina's on the ride for me. Are you, call, are you calling me dumb? No, <laughs> I'm saying that you're just on the ride for this journey of like watching every single fucking horror movie that's ever been made, pretty much. That's pretty much. That's pretty much what we do here. <laughs> And just talk about it, because we love this shit. So, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horror Shots! All right, Christina, so you run the shit. This isn't to do with any of the movies or anything. I was in the grocery store the other day, and I saw these things, and they were they're called buzz balls. Mm. Chillers, buzz balls, chillers. What are they, Christina? What and can you I tell didn't us? even realize until the cashier told me that they're they're wine with milk in it. Yeah. So this one says it's an orange wine with cream and natural flavors. It's called a co a cocoa chiller, which looks like chocolate, but it says orange, and I'm just so fucking confused. And then the cashier lady told me she was like, "It does not taste like wine. It tastes like vodka, and it's really strong. It's." 15% alcohol, so. And they come in these little round balls that look like uh, Christmas like, tree ornaments. Yeah, almost. ornaments. What's it smell like? Ooh. It smells like chocolate. Yeah, but it's it's got like a malty kind of weird thing to it. Okay. Okay, let's try it. I don't have to chug it. Yeah, it tastes like a mudslide. Yeah, that tastes like vodka. Yeah, doesn't it? But it says it's an orange wine. I don't, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Oh, oh, what the fuck is going on in my mouth? It's like part of me is like, mm, this is delicious. The other part is me like. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't know. It's a mudslide for sure. Yeah, it totally tastes like a mudslide. How much were they each? They're like $3 each. Each? Yeah. Well, they are 15% alcohol by volume, which is pretty high. They're buzz balls. What is that? 40%? Oh, shit. <laughs> What, did you just spill it? Almost. It's, uh, yeah, 15% alcohol by volume. Um, so if there's, how many shots do you think are in here? There's there's 187 milliliters in it, which is how many fluid ounces? Are you doing math right now? Trying. I'm just not really <laughs> good at it. 
Used to be, but now my brain has been drugged out with all you kinds of... You have a calculator right there at all no, times. I don't know how many flu- liters... Ah, just forget it. The Google. Where's Google? There's, there's about four or five shots in this motherfucker, okay? So you figure out the math. So we will sip on it throughout the episode. No, I'm just going to slam it right now. <laughs> uh, it's got that tinge to it. It's just... Ugh. It's anyway. not bad. Not a bad choice, Christina. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it'd be a good change So we'll we'll put a picture up of it with her holding the uh the balls. The balls. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Flowers in the Attic from nineteen eighty seven. And Christina's house. Whose house? Christina's my house. Whose house? My house. Actually, it's not even hers. But we're gonna go. (laughs) But we're gonna go ahead and do that right now. Okay, so Christina did the work on the first one. Flowers in the Attic was released November 20th, 1987. It was released in the theater. I think I said last week it was a made-for-TV movie. It wasn't. I apologize. For some reason, I was thinking it was a TV movie. I don't know why. Yeah. But anyway, children are hidden away under under an attic by their conspirating mother and grandmother. Tagline. Get ready for it. Are you ready for it? The tagline, are you ready for it? They have come to a house where secrets are kept, where the future is haunted by the past, where the innocent live in the shadow of sin. Oh, the shadow of sin. I've not died. Where a dark legacy awaits to destroy all who defy it. Legacy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, depravity. Yeah, Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. This was directed by Jeffrey Bloom. Jeff Jeffrey Bloom directed Blood Beach from 1980, he which we just watched uh, a couple months ago. He also directed Veronica Clare from 91, Dog Pound Shuffle from 79. He wrote a segment in the film Nightmares from 1983. Mm-hmm. He also is credited as a screenwriter on this film. Okay. Okay, this is obviously based on the novel written by V.C. Andrews. Freak Andrews. Who goes by Virginia C. Andrews. Yeah, Virginia Freak. Andrews. C. I know. Just being silly. Anyway. <laughs> well, uh, well-known horror author, obviously, who died in 1986. Freak. Just kidding. I don't mean it in a bad... I mean it like she's Are you getting... listening to All me? All right, shut the fuck up. She died in 1986, okay? Okay. Uh, Sorry. There has been a recent surge of her series getting... Of her, her series of different books getting miniseries. Yeah. Uh, the, one of them's the Heaven one, uh, the the Dolly, Dolly Ganger saga, which is actually Dolly Ganger saga is these kids. Like I thought after the they Petals in the Wind it. was the kids. Uh, Petals in the Winds was the kids too. There's multiple because mm. this this yeah, okay wait hold on I'm not gonna to anything. spoil anything I, since we're just talking about the author. So this story it's almost like a fucking Game of Thrones. Okay. Freak baby. <laughs> Look on her face. Okay, never mind. So this movie, so starring Louise Fletcher, who plays uh, the grandmother, Olivia Foxworth, mm. 
she, you might recognize her because she was Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. A great role by her, by the way, which probably landed her this for sure. Oh, t- totally. She w- she was also in Cruel, Cruel Intentions from 1999, Invaders from Mars oh, that's from 86. Right. She was in Firestarter from 84 and Strange Behavior from 1981. Invaders from Mars is a Toby Hooper movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, pretty oh, sure. Okay. okay. Uh, we have uh, Victoria Tennant, who is the mother, Corin Foxworth. She was in L.A. Story from 1991, and she was in The Hands- Handmaid's Tale from 1990? I remember her from L.A. Story. and uh, The Handmaid's Tale, not so much. But I do remember her from L.A. Story because she was, it was set in like the 40s or something like that. So, anyway. I didn't even know there was a Handmaid's Tale from 1990. Mm, I, I mean, it's an old story, I guess. Yeah. Okay, we have Christy Swanson, who plays Kathy. Mm. She is the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. She was also in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dude, Where's My Car, and will be in next year's horror movie called Reaper's Night. Okay. Sounds delicious. We also have Jeb Stewart Adams, who plays Chris, Christopher. He's currently a real estate agent in LA, but was a background actor in such films as They Live, The Goonies, and To Live and Die in LA. I wonder if he was one of the kids in The Goonies where they like were was- riding the bikes after them with Josh Brolin. Yes, he was a friend of one of the... He was the brother's yeah, friend. Yeah. yeah. Josh Brolin's friend. Yeah. We also have Ben Ryan Ganger, Ganger, who plays Corey. Okay. A child actor. He was a child actor in films. <laughs> okay, Christina. <laughs> it's, he was in Edward, uh, Fantastic Max from 1988, and Night... <laughs> Night Angel from 1990. I don't know why I'm laughing right I don't know, now. Because it just sounded funny. <laughs> child actor. He's a child, child actor. He's a child. <laughs> Lindsay Parker, who plays Carrie, the little sister. She was in Critters 2. Oh, okay. The main course, which makes sense. It was right around this time. I think I remember this. Is that the one with, uh, yeah, that's... Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And she was. The, I think she was the little sister or something. Yeah, I think you're right. And she was in Shocker from 89 and Car- Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue from 1991. Love me. Fuck that is. I love Shocker. That's such a great, shit, terrible B-movie. Opening weekend from 1987, it made $5 million. And gross, it has made $15 million. Wow. Not bad. Pretty gross. Not as much as Barbie, though, so it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So... <laughs> Alex, was this your first time watching Flowers No, absolutely not. If you didn't grow up in this in the 80s or the 90s, then there's something wrong with you. They re-aired this movie on TV like every fucking week, it seems. Like, I think I've seen this movie a hundred times. I don't even know. Maybe not all the way through, but you know what I mean? It's like always on. Right. It's one of those kind of fucking movies or whatever. But yeah, this is uh, one of those old films that gets a little freaky, like Blue Lagoon, if you ever saw that movie. Not sure why these films are so fucking popular. <laughs> like, well, I, I guess I am because everybody in the 70s was a freak. A fucking freak. <laughs> it's because they were trying to make this thing like, okay. Dude, I really think this is like, like, there is some like, I don't want to say this is pornographic, but some of the uh, people's like choice of of like how they kind of play out these fantasies is kind of in this movie so it reads and plays like a like a romance novel but through the lens of some fucked up person <laughs> and so it's like really really fucking weird like i'm talking like amityville horror 2 
you know, oh, like yeah, yeah. style. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the, the story is pretty bananas, and it's got such a sharp, drastic change in vibe while still sort of maintaining this sort of innocent thing about it and this sort of romantic thing about it as well. Because it's like it's it, like I said, it reads like a romance novel, you know. And it's like, you know, even in my mind, like when I revision, envision the movie, like it's got that white border around it, like it's angelic, you know, like I don't know how to explain it, but almost like a dream. And like the characters in it are so like unrealistic in a lot of ways. And so like untouchable, they really hammer home just how fucked up this movie gets from like how drastic it starts out and how perfect this everything is to just how fucked up everything gets. And, you know. I mean, like I said, the 70s must have been really freaky times. It's pretty sad and a little frustrating to watch at times. Sometimes I even laughed out loud with Christina <laughs> because she just can't fucking help it. Fucking kids, dude. Yeah, dude, like, it's too much. Uh, I don't know. In the back of your head, you're thinking nobody adheres to courtesy like this anymore. Like, there's no way that anybody would keep up appearances or uh, bow to courtesy like they do in this movie. They would be like... The situations these kids were in, they would have fucking like gotten out of, you know what I mean? Like in my mind, you know, so it's kind of like a yeah, suspension of disbelief just because we live in harsher, more blunt times, I guess, more frank times, I guess that would be the word because this is like very like British style, like, you know, oh, how dare you raise your voice to me, you know, kind of attitude. Like, I don't mean British people are like that, but I just mean that old Victorian style. Techni- well, technically, too, this this story. Should oh, you're just ex- gonna interrupt me, huh? I'm just, I'm totally joking. <laughs> go ahead. No, I forgot. <laughs> I just go ahead. I'm a little drunk, Christina. You're gonna have to bear with me. Oh God. Anyway, nobody adheres to courtesy in this movie is what I was getting at, and 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 we're keeping up appearances. It's just kind of unbelievable in some ways, and you can't help get mad. I feel like the loud you know, patron of the theater. It's like, don't fucking go in there, you idiot. You know, like, <laughs> why don't push him out of the way? You know what I mean? Like when there's an opportunity, like I would be thinking of a way out of that situation in an instant. There is no way that that house would have held me in there for as long as they did through all the conditions and everything that they had. So they were children. I don't what give a fuck. What were they supposed to do? Have you ever seen Lord of the Flies? They crack open that fucking fat child's head with a rock. And then they talk into conks. <laughs> anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> One of my favorite books to read in high school, by the way. But regardless of the suspension of disbelief, like I've been mentioning and bitching and whining about, it's pretty wild what happens. And it is an interesting ride to watch. And I did enjoy it quite a bit. But, you know, it's it's one of those, you know, on the border kind of frou-frou movies for me with a really twisted fucking sense of like ugh, like it just kind of grosses you out a lot and I think it's a fun film either way and a wicked film at that so I would say probably like a 7 out of 10 feels like a no-brainer to watch with like mommy dearest or something like that but of course Christina wouldn't let me watch that movie I had suggested it and she was like that is a really good idea no we didn't we didn't watch Mommy Dearest. We wa- not for the podcast, but we watched That's it. That's what I'm talking about for the podcast. I feel like it's a good matchup, though. You're right. It would have been. If people would watch, want to watch movies like this, they would watch Mommy Dearest. You're right, but it's not your birthday. Right. So. I know. That's why I let it go. That's why, that's, yep. why, that's why I let her hit me. So let's put that out there. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 7 out of 10. What about you? 
So I read this book as a child. <laughs> Which one of the fuck? Wait, how old? I think I was like 12. Jesus Christ. 12 okay, well. 12 or 13. I mean, that's a. 12. That's yeah, a, I, was, I was 12. I And I remember I was 12 because. They were indoctrinating you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. So. The Flowers in the Attic is like the first book. So I read that book, which is funny because I don't understand. Like, no kid should be reading these fucking no. books. But a lot of kids wrote, read these books when they were my age. They were a little more understanding of it back then, I think, you know. Yeah, I think they were just like proud that you're reading like a yeah. book. But I literally read that and then Interview the Vampire was supposed to be coming out. And I wanted to read the book before the movie came out. Like, that was like the first time. So that's why I remember that. And then I wanted to. And then I winded up going back and reading all the rest of the books. And then I remember I reread the books like in my 20s or something. So anyway, this is the movie. The book is obviously like superior than to this movie. This movie kind of does it. Well, it can't get into all that really, really gross stuff. Right. And they they only hint towards things. and Right. Just the idea of it, though. Yeah. And they don't fully even like tell the whole fucked up truth behind everything, too. Where Wait. Christina will reveal all in the spoilers. So get your pillows and get your little. Oh, sorry. Okay, are you done? Are you gonna interrupt me? <laughs> but all in all, even just the move, just the movie itself, the story's really fucked up. And I, it, but I think they did a good job, like with the setting and the house, because the house actually plays a really significant role right. to everything. Um, I what I really really like about that movie is when you see the mom is turning and the mom how she behaved in the movie. Right. Well, and yeah. everyone like everyone how they kind of yeah. started. We're trying to be as vague as possible because we want you to enjoy the movie as it is because there are not it's not really big surprises. It's just more impactful if you just watch the movie. I liked the house that they used in this because houses. No, they were in one house. They were in two mansions that they actually filmed at. That's yeah, all I know, but in the movie, it's one house. Right, Don't but it was... confuse people. Uh, well, I have, I have trivia, that's well, all. Well, then wait and tell us in the trivia. She is getting mad. Anyway, the I like the house because it it's a big part of the story. What I didn't like about the movie okay. is the makeup was horrible because... Like, <laughs> the when, pale faces? When people were sick, they did... Yeah, no, they look like vampires, okay? And then you could totally well, tell who uh, you could totally tell who's wearing wigs and shit, which I did not <laughs> like. The little boy was fucking annoying. Oh, that's fucked up. He was. He was annoying. He was. He was an just a little cute kid. little. Well, but his twin sister wasn't annoying. Like she was fine, but she, he was just like whiny little bitch. Suck it up. She's kind of a boss though. But he's a little younger than her. You know what I mean? He was so innocent. Yeah, and that's why he got what he got. Anyway. So, yeah, I'll give it a 7 out of 10, too. I mean, I still think overall it's a good movie. I know they, they redid Flowers in the Attic um, like five years ago. I, don't, I, I think this is the one to watch. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch that one, so I really can't say, but I have. Well, like I said, I've, I've read the whole series and I've recently watched the origin miniseries. Fletcher's performance in this is great. I like I think she's so such a bitch. But yeah, I, Louise Fletcher's the, who played the grandmother is what I'm talking about. Well, I didn't think it was that deep of a role. They didn't really make her. She, how she plays really like was. a fucking bitch, dude. Like you can't saying that to children in a movie is just kind of weird. You know what I mean? I think in the the actual book though, the story like it was it was it was worse. Really? Yeah. Well, I bet it is. They probably had to cut it back because. Well, yeah, you can't put. The, well, right. you can't even put the child actors through shit like that. Yeah. 
Anyway, so what did you give it? Seven out of ten. Yeah, I'll so give we both gave it seven out of ten. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So yeah, I, I honestly think it's an enjoyable movie. I th- it is a little laughable in some parts. You know, it's not exactly you know before its time. I think it's you know it's an interesting story. It's just not a very happy one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a, a little well, dire. It's not, to, it's not supposed to be. And right. Yeah. Yeah. VC freak Andrews, man, sick, sick, sick human being. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. <laughs> I just wonder what makes you come up with a story um, like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just, me, wait. I would never think of something like this. You know do, what I mean? Do you want me to talk a little bit about? Well, when we get into our spoilers, we will. Okay. okay. So if you don't want anything spoiled, check out the movie on Tubi. I think it's worth a watch. It's a PG-13 film. There's really not much to it other than just being a kind of not a fucked up film, but just a fucked up situational film. Like if you pay attention to the story. Right. And it'll get your emotions going a little bit, which is, I, you know, that's a credible movie. You know what I mean? Like, right. And like I compare it. I literally think I compare it to Game of Thrones, like the sure. whole family situations Dynamic. in there. And I think that they had to he had to have pulled from V.C. Andrews, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, are, are all her books like that? Yeah, kind of. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> Let's get to the spoilers so I can all talk right. about it. <laughs> Freak baby. Anyway, so if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right, guys. So uh, I do have a little bit of trivia, so I'm going to get into that before we talk about everything, because there is some interesting stuff to know about this film that might give us some insight into our thoughts afterwards, our spoiler thoughts. That's why I like to do trivia first. So in her original pitch letter to her publisher, when V.C. Andrews claimed that the story behind the novel was not truly fiction, leading to longstanding rumors that the novel may have been based on true events, for many years, no evidence was found to support this claim, and the book was passed off as fiction. Right. Nonetheless, the official VC Andrews website claims to have contacted one of Andrews relatives. This unidentified relative claimed flowers in the attic was loosely based on a faintly similar account. While at the university of Virginia hospital for treatment, she developed a crush on a young doctor on her young doctor. He and his siblings had been locked away in the attic for over six years to preserve the family wealth. So Christopher. Right. Well, that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Um, another, this gets even crazier, guys, and you're going to be like, what the fuck? So there was a lot of school bannings of this book back in the day. Uh, a lot of, you know, parent-teacher conference uh, arguments, I'm sure. <laughs> it didn't hit my school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, there was a, a, a the depiction of incest between an adolescent brother and sister in the novel has led to it being banned in certain areas at different times. Although a lot of those places that it was banned in, they celebrate it. Uh, sure. <laughs> Just gonna say it. I didn't say where. I didn't say fucking where, but you know, if it ain't a cow and it ain't a goat, it's gonna be one of the family on the family boat. Anyway, I'm trying to trying to rhyme. So Carrijo High School in Rhode Island removed it because it contained offensive passages concerning incest and sexual intercourse in 1994. It was removed from Oconee County, Georgia school libraries due to filthiness of the material and. To make matters worse, when audiobooks went a booming, <laughs> boy, do I have a little story to tell you. Sit right down and get ready. Take off your shoes because we know he loves them, especially if you're a lady. But what? <laughs> it's funny because many audiobooks are read by celebrities or even by authors themselves, but it turns out that some have actually been voiced by 
a serial killer. Oh my God, which one? So, according to a 1987 Los Angeles Times article, Ed Kemper, the shoe humper, recorded himself reading hundreds of books for the initiative known as the Blind Project. It was a campaign set up by the prison that houses Kemper, the California Medical Facility State Prison, and even though Kemper, a fan of necrophilia, is is serving eight concurrent life sentences for the murder of six female college students. According to an LA times story, blind people are incredibly grateful for him for reading incest novels. (laughs) (laughs) He had 10 victims by the way, but uh, among the books Kemper lent his voice to are flowers in the attic, the glass key Merlin's mirror petals on the wind. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, Christina? Because there's a lot of sex in Petals of the Wind. There really is. And he read those gleefully. Can you think? Just think about what he was thinking when he read those things. I don't want to think. It's fine. I'm okay. Thanks. It's gross. Anyway, he also did the Rosary Murders, Sphinx, and Star Wars, by the way. In fact, in 1977 to 1987, he spent over 5,000 hours in the recording booth using up and an estimated 4 million feet of tape. Supporters okay. of this awarded Kemper a pair of trophies for his help with the program. His response to it was pretty touching as well. He said, I can't begin to tell you what this has meant to me, to be able to do something constructive for someone else, to be appreciated by so many people, the good feeling it gives me after what I've done. See, guys, you it can... It makes me want to kill more women. You can forgive people for eating and murdering and necrophilia. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's just a part of life. Just read a couple of books and you're forgiven. <laughs> anyway, along with the uh, with getting the name of co-ed killer, his brutal slaughters of six women, Kemper is also responsible for the murders of his mother, her friend, and his parent, per, paternal grandparents. Recently, he was portrayed in that series... By Netflix, which the first the first season was amazing, called oh, Mind Hunter, but the second season really flopped, which canceled the yeah the I think it series just, yeah just didn't it just it, it got written too fast I think, um but according to Christy Swanson, she and Louise Fletcher, the grandmother in the movie, received scripts for Petals on the Wind, which Uh-oh. is the next book in the series, but the film never got off the ground. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> well, Swanson said it. Uh, has described it as nothing but all sex. Right. So, according to Christy Swanson, when she was introduced to Virginia C. Andrews, the elderly author said that Swanson was just as she perceived Kathy. Okay. And the Castle Hill Estate, which is the house that you see on the outside when you go in there, may be recognizable to some of you folks because they do a shot on the back lawn, which I pointed out immediately to Christy, and I was like, oh, that was in another movie, and I can't remember what it is. And I went and looked it up. Witches of Eastwick. Witches of Eastwick when Clint... Jack, Ma- Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. I don't know why I said Clint. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same thing. Well, they're, they, both, they're both the same. They both beat women. Yeah. It's called the Castle Hill Estate, also known as Crane Estate, and it, it was in the movie The Witches of Eastwick when Jack Nicholson's character's home, which all, all the ladies lived in. So right. it was. I think he was playing golf out back or something. Which we might watch in the future. Yeah, we might actually because it got us like kind of wanting yeah. to see it. You yeah, know? it's been a long time. But that that place was just the outside 
of the castle. They didn't really shoot inside of that place. And the uh, interiors were also at Greystone Park and Mansion in uh, Beverly Hills, California. So they had like a little bit of a mixture of like a stage and also some of the parts, maybe when they walked in the front door or something. Right. But that's pretty much it for all the trivia. Uh, I wish I could tell you some more freaky shit. Uh, but yeah. I can tell you. So we do have some scenes that we want to talk about. Um, first of all, the movie sets it up where the mother loses the father and then he the, dies in a car accident. This is like the perfect family, by the way, in the beginning of the movie. Everything is perfect. Yep. Everything's perfect. Perfect they house. Chase each other around the house. Nobody argues. Mm-hmm. It's abnormal. Um, <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, it's very abnormal. The under, husband uh, is loving towards everyone. Right. Including her sister, which they have kids with. And uh, yeah. <laughs> And those are the kids. Okay, wait. Okay, so let me just explain the incest thing really quick because oh, okay. Please in do. the in the movie it is explained that she married her uncle, which isn't which is true, but there's more. Because yes, they're not only are they uncle and niece, but they are also brother and sister. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I gained. Yeah. They do call you, need, well, you would me- call her a sister. The kids would call them her uncle. No, they didn't. Right. Yes. No, you're not understanding. The father of the kids. Yeah. If if they not had sex, would be calling him their uncle. Yeah. That's why they call Second him uncle. the uncle. Who calls the, him the In uncle? In the movie, they say the uncle. No. The mother, the grandmother the, the said The grandmother that. said she married her uncle. Right. Which, but they're not, they're not, she, they're not just uncle and niece all right you're not they're you're brother and sister and you need do you want me to explain or yeah 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 i'm just saying the same thing you are you're just not listening to me no i just don't understand what you're saying because you're talking about the kids i'm not forget talking about, about it just go on the kids don't even matter because there's it's so like fucked uh... up okay so her name's Cor- corin right right okay so her mother was married to malcolm who is her is Corrine's father, but Malcolm's father is is the husband, Christopher, Christopher's father. So Malcolm, Corrine's father, murdered his father and raped his wife, which was his stepmother, and impreg- see what I'm saying? And impregnated her. I'm going to need with a diagram. Corrine. I got a diagram. I tried to print it out. It wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little too much for my brain to comprehend there. So, Corin, who is the mother to these children, these flowers in the attic, okay. right? So, her husband, who is who is, also, is not only her uncle, but her brother. And it's her brother because Corin's biological father was her husband's brother. Who got killed. Right. Yeah, who, who got he... killed in a car accident. So, okay, so Corin's grandfather is Christopher's father, right? And mm-hmm. Corin's father is Christopher's brother. Uh. So not only are they like, they are brother and sister, they share a mom, but the father, one of them is the, uh, one of them's like great, great grandfather and the other one's a grandfather. Okay. Does so that in, make more sense? Yeah. So in other words, I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> I'm my own grandpa. Almost. 
<laughs> Almost. I, it's confusing as fuck. And if you didn't so, get it, I totally understand. Yeah, so, so the actual grandmother in so the actual grandmother in this movie isn't her biological mother. It's just she was married to Malcolm. I'm just stating it for the fact of trying to explain who's who. Okay, because yeah, that's what I'm if we're gonna get that confusing, people are not gonna know what the fuck we're talking about. I know, but anyway, not only are they they uncle and and niece but they're brother and sister and they had four kids i don't know you're just speaking greek at me now i don't even know what you're saying so the whole point of her going back to the house now i'll get back into the movie the whole point of her going back to the house is because she doesn't have any money to take care of these kids right because her husband died her uncle her brother brother uncle. uncle and so when he died she decided that she is an invalid and that she's a woman and only can cook and clean and can only do that. And instead of love her children, decides to go back to her family and to when, beg forgiveness for fucking and marrying her brother. Right. Because the whole they disowned them because, you know, they took off because they they were in love with each other, you know, and right. they want to have kids and stuff. So yeah. they disowned them. But yeah, now she's coming back and she's going to beg for her father's forgiveness so, so she can be put back in the will so she can have all this money. Right. So I got a little thing written up here. Just give me a second. So when she gets there, the, the grandmother is very hostile towards all of them because, of course, grandma is pissed that the devil's children. Yeah, that, that her daughter or the daughter of her husband or which it seems like he wants to fuck his own daughter, too, uh, which is very weird in the movie as well. It's like everybody's just fucking everybody. V.C. Andrews. Well, Way to technically go. he did. But anyway. Yeah, this is like like this is like porn material for like the Queen of England and shit. Like their family. That's over why there. I say it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, like this this could be very easily turned into a seventies porno. Um, but yeah, so uh, she's begging for her father to get money back, which it becomes very clear that the grandmother wants nothing to do with the kids, and she said, "I will feed you. I will." You know, you have access to the bathroom. You can do all this. You'll be locked into the store until your mother comes in here and takes care of you. I, I will feed you. I will clothe you. But you cannot. I will not give you any attention. Not leave this room. I, I will not address you in any fashion. And you cannot leave this room until your mother has done what she has done and been forgiven for her sins. And uh, they were abominations and all this other shit. Well, I mean, they were. Right. So <laughs> she's like, you can't. You can't fucking scream in this house. And there's a scene in this movie where the little, like these little kids have never experienced any kind of hostility in their life. Okay. So you kind of feel bad for them because everything in their life was perfect. And I mean, perfect, Mm -hmm. but it's just hard to believe because like the mom was so, she eventually becomes so fucked up. Um, But like, she's, they're so perfect. And then the grandmother comes in because the mother finally comes back after like a day and a half of not being in the room. So the kids are, of course, happy to see her. You know, they've been told they can't sleep in the same beds. Like the girls have to sleep together and the guy and the guys have to sleep together because obviously they might fuck and then have more babies and more problems, which ends up happening. But yeah, anyway, which more flowers in the attic or petals in the wind, as you will, because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, the petal doesn't fall far from the flower. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. Carrie, the little girl, walks up to the grandmother because she's like screaming at him. Don't you fucking yell in this house. And she walks up to her, looks her right in the fucking eye and starts screaming at the top of her lungs. And she the grandma 
picks up the little girl <laughs> by, by her kid. head. Which is amazing. And she's like kicking and screaming. And then Corey, the little brother, runs over. He's got like blonde, like ragamuffin sort of. I don't know. What, what do they call that kind of hair? It's curly like, cues. It's really curly, though. Yeah. It's like, and he comes running over and he bites her on the fucking leg and she pushes him off and smacks him across the face to the ground. I thought she was going to bash his head in. <laughs> and she throws the little girl into the corner and she's like, I will whip them until they fucking bleed. You know, like, mm-hmm. ah, Jesus. Which, by the way, the mother had just come down and gotten like 17 lashings from her mother. For her sins. For in, the- she had to disrobe in front of her father, her dying father, so he could lick his lips while she was getting slapped on the back with a goddamn whip. And she comes down to see her kids. And this is what happens. Like, what the fuck? She got whipped 17 times for 17 years. She's been away. Right. Because the, the oldest kids are 17. So well, um, 17 and 15. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, so... And then the little kids are twins. At this point, I'm thinking, well, it's time to leave, Mom. Time to get the fucking job that you've never wanted. And uh, time to be uh, not making America great again, okay? Because it's fucking time to get a job. Like, who? what mother wouldn't fucking leave after that? You know what I mean? And how could well, she have been so one. sweet and, and, and nice to the kids? Money changes people. I don't know. That's pretty drastic. No, because the whole point, like her old life, he was in massive debts because he was the husband who died was trying to keep up with the lifestyle she wanted, Alex. Dude, the fucking mom doesn't come to visit them for fucking months. And then like the kids are like, what the fuck, mom? Where have you? They try to escape because they think that they that her mom got killed. Right. Like this is some fucking next level child abuse, like crazy. Oh, totally. This is some, like, Lori Vallow yeah. shit. And these kids didn't play banjo. They didn't look like the movie from The Deliverance. They were, like, you know, They were an abomination. Little, little Barbie children, you know what I mean? Like, Barbie kids. And you think they would be way fucked up since, like, their father's their uncle brother. <laughs> I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> Do you know that movie I'm talking about? Who, who did no. Roseanne marry in real life? Tom Arnold. They Tom Arnold did a movie, and I can't remember. It's not the Hollow Heads. It was called like something like the. It was a family where they were all married to each other or something, and it was like really stupid. They sang that song. Oh, okay. if you guys know what it is, please let me know in the comment section. And uh, yeah, I'll worship you as the god clown that you are. Um. Anyway, Grandma breaks the music box. She leaves them up there for months on end. She feeds them, but then when one of the kids decides to step up to her and he's like Christopher gets in grandma's face because she calls him a sinner he's like what gives you the right to call us sinners what have we done to not deserve food and all this other or no that's what before this is before they don't get fed right and this is the reason why he doesn't they don't get fed and she backs up like she's scared and then little Corey is sick because she's been poisoning the fucking food with arsenic I love this scene where they show them where you can see the powder going on the cookies and they zoom away and it's the mom putting the, the poison on the cookies. Right. Oh, I didn't realize I was like, that. Holy shit. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The turning. She wanted the to mom erase her turning. past. Yeah. Well, she needed to get rid of them because she couldn't have the money in the will unless the kids were, if the kids got found out, she wouldn't get any of the money. That's so fucked up. I feel like they should have stabbed her in the face or something. You know what I mean? She should have had a much brutal, more brutal death than she just, just hanging. Yeah, and I don't remember the mom dying in the book. I'm pretty sure she was in Petals in the Wind. Really? Did they put her in an orgy or something in the movie? 
Well, the grandmother didn't die either. They're like, let's let our freak flag fly, everybody. Thank God they didn't um, actually do the scene of... So the brother and sister... Well, actually, the brother ends up raping the sister Jesus. in the attic. Yeah, that doesn't it's, seem and, very yeah, much like him in the story. That is something a 12-year-old should not be reading at 12. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, because we have... What's her name? What's the girl's name in real life? Swanson? Yeah, Kathy. No, and, Christy and Swanson. Christy Swanson went on to become... Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And this is where it gets interesting because I think this is what encouraged her to become. Oh my God. This is her legacy, as they say in the in the, in the uh, tagline. <laughs> but little Corey's dying of sickness and they don't have food. So they just, Christopher cuts his arm and then lets him suck on his arm like a vampire to feed him. And that's when Corey said goodbye to sunlight. As if it was the first time. And then he started to sparkle. <laughs> and then he was a fucking disco ball. And they hung Corey from the ceiling when he <laughs> Those kids do look like the child vampires from American Horror Story Hotel. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And that's, that might be why. Yeah, that might be why. You never know. Yeah. Um, I think the reason they made him blonde is because there's just something inherently oh, no, creepy about uniformity. It was the family. It's the family. Yeah, but there's the uniformity of that. Just blonde hair on right. all kids and like even like Village of the Damned and shit like that. Right. Just something weird about that. Um, But yeah, I'm just like he feeds her and then right in front of fucking Christy Swanson, who had obviously had an impact on. And, you know, obviously she had to become a vampire hunter after that. The end. <laughs> Anyway, they find out, they break out of the place eventually a couple of times. They almost get caught. Christopher dies, or no, I'm sorry, Corey dies, and they go off the deep end. And she's getting married to another man. She has a uh, a wedding ball the night, or, you know, like a, what do they call it? Engagement party. Engagement or party, like the night before, to this guy that their parents found. Because they want her to marry rich wealth or something like that. Got to keep it the family. Yeah, this This has a whole new meaning to that. Um, but yeah, that's probably her brother. Who knows? You know, <laughs> no, it's a cousin. You can't, you can't do direct relative, Alex. Well, you they have already to do, did like, in this movie. As, no, but they got disowned when they did that. Oh, okay. So do you, you see, get, it's got to be the so, first cousin, not your brother. The grandmother wasn't even. She was an atheist. She was an atheist until she she saw them fucking, mm. and then all of a sudden she turned into like a righteous Christian because she could. She she didn't know what else to do. Yeah. So she like turned to God, which I thought is like kind of interesting. Well, they interrupt the mother's wedding and she pretends that she doesn't even know the kids, which is an extra level of fucked up. And she's like, yeah, mother, it's your fucking children. You left us in the attic like you told us you wouldn't fucking do. And you left us for dead. We read the will. Yeah, we read the will. It was like two months prior. Right. After the father had died already. And so she'd like left them up there for two extra months mm -hmm. while she's like gallivanting around with her fucking new well, husband. She decided she had to kill the. The Her children, cousin, brother, grandpa. The children needed to die or she wasn't going to get the money. Right. So it's like, ugh. But then they just show him walking out into the fucking She's like, you sunset. killed your son and found out because of the rat. And they hold up the rat. And then they have a piece of the cookie. And she's like, eat it, mother. Eat it. Eat it. No, no. And then she falls. She falls over, falls through the, like, the lattice work of the, the like. The garden. Uh, the garden or whatever. And then it, like, catches on her neck. And she hangs to death and the kids smile and leave. And it's like they walk out the front door like nothing happened. Right. Like there would be tons of police there. They would be fucking. Right. So so Chris and Kathy do end up having a child together. 
which is kind of fucked up. But you know what's even more fucked up? Mm. Kathy, you know, the daughter, ends up having a child with the husband her mom married. Ew. To, like, get back at her. Jesus Christ. Is that fucked up? It's fucked up. What the fuck was V.C. Andrews on? Like, what kind of childhood does this woman have? So, she actually, when she was in, like, elementary school, she she fell and was paralyzed. So, she was in a wheelchair for most of her life, right? So, and she's she was from a very wealthy family. But that, so, you know, I'm well, betting I mean, she was, like, secluded. You know, a lot of wealthy families in the past in history... Oh, yeah, Not just royalty. <laughs> We're dipping in their own well, fucking like, stuff. Well, like they said, like this might have been based on that line, you know? And Ugh. she probably just exaggerated a little bit. But I- I'll tell you what. Like I was saying, the book compared to this film was like just okay. But I just watched the origins, the Flowers and the Magic origins. Yeah. And it was great. It it went way along with the book probably because it was like it was a four-part miniseries. It was like an hour and a half each each episode? each episode was an hour and a half, so I was like watching fucking six hour movie. Yeah, but it really got in there, and I was oh my god, it's really fucked up. But you kind of see the it's like the family, like this isn't just the the grandfather is the fucked up one. The grandfather right. fucked up. Well, I kind of gathered that when he was sitting there licking his lips while she was fucking getting right. ready to get fucking whipped. Right. And there's also this whole story behind the, you know, there was the swan bed and the kids saw the swan bed and they said it was really creepy and stuff. Even though in the movie it wasn't, it just looked like two sticks with some fucking sheets on it. But there's really like a whole origin story from the swan bedroom that goes like back like generations and it's it's fucked up. It's really sad that they didn't use Corey as like a disco ball in the the attic. It's like that would have been really fun. Because he was sparkly. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway. Anybody that's seen the movie, have we we destroyed your, your your thoughts about it, or is this one of your favorite porn movies to watch? Let us know in the comment section down below. <laughs> so, Christina, what movie do we have next? Whose house? Christina's house. That's my house. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> so I did the work on this one, and this one, boy, oh boy, boy, howdy. Let me tell you. Um, so it's called Christina's house and it came out in 2000. Uh, it's about a teenage girl that is plagued by bizarre occurrences and deaths surrounded and related to her new home. Although it's not really her home and yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, the tagline is stay awake, breathe. Your life depends on it. What? What? Breathe. This what isn't is this an underwater Nightmare? movie. Nightmare on Elm Street? What is this? I don't know. Anyway, this is by director Galvin Wilding, who did the movie Stag from 97 and The Wisher from 2002. Got writer Stuart Allison in it, who this is their only credit, and it uh, shows. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just kidding, but yeah. <laughs> there is some uh, unreasonable things that happen in this movie that kind of make it kind of awesome, so thank you, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stars in the movie are Allison Lang, who is Christina for Christina's House. That's me. She was in Gacy, the movie, Roswell TV series, Single White Female 2, The Psycho. Oh, two. Yeah. Alone in the Dark 2, which I'd like to watch Alone in the Dark 1 and 2 together. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of bad movies, <laughs> but I just kind of want to see them because I haven't in a while. And, you know, right. I think I only watch them apart. Mm-hmm. So not back to back. She also stopped acting in 2010. We also have John Savage, who's in this movie. He was a seasoned actor. He is the dad in this movie. He was in big movies like The Deer Hunter, The Thin Red Line, 
Hair, the musical from 79. Wow. He was in Do the Right Thing, The Godfather Part 3, and even in Twin Peaks, the 2017 uh, oh, reboot. third season, I think it is, or something like that. Third or fourth? I can't remember. The reboot. It wasn't a reboot. It's a continuation. It was a sequel. Yeah, I know, but they rebooted it from the long time ago. It wasn't ago. a reboot. That's okay, not, it's okay. not a reboot. Sorry. <laughs> if it's a continuation of the story, it's not a reboot. It's just a, it's just a later on storytelling. We also have Lauren Stewart, who was in this movie, who plays Bobby, the little brother. He was in Final Destination 2 and Deadlocked, and that was it. He stopped acting after that. We got Brendan Fair, who plays Eddie, who is the boyfriend in the movie. He was also in Final Destination, the first movie. He was in Roswell TV as well, Disturbing Behavior, Silent Night, and even Better Call Saul, the TV series. We also have Brad Rowe, who plays Howie, the houseman, who is in Wasteland TV. Leap of Faith, CSI Miami, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, and God Bless America, which is Bobcat Goldwaite's movie that I always talk about. Oh, yeah. One of. I did forget to mention that this movie was executive produced by Mark Victor and Michael Grace, who were the screenwriters of Poltergeist. Right. So something to mention That was there. on the poster. Yeah. It was all over the place. Doesn't mean anything. They just kind of had control of it's how It's marketing. It's just trying to get people to watch it. Yeah. And and to be honest, like, I don't think they really had much to do, do with this one. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. But yeah, this, I think, was a straight to video kind of movie. And uh, I don't really think it had like a release date, but it is a Canadian film. And, oh. it, and it feels like a very much like a TV movie. Christina, yeah, what did you think of it? Well, this is the last time I pull a movie off a of Google search on accident. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, now we know. But, I mean, we had fun watching it. Yeah. It wasn't anything special. It was like your typical, it was a typical storyline. It wasn't really a horror movie. It was mostly focused about her screwing the guy and other guys, like, fawning over her and then her dad being creepy. And then I was like, oh, God. Everyone's I- a suspect, oh, of course. Yeah, you know. and trying to trick you. Typical into, like- slasher. Yeah, and which is funny because I thought it was going to be a haunted house movie. That's what they made it seem like in the trailer, you know? Right. But yeah, they just wanted to trick you, you know? Nothing really happens. I mean, towards the end, things start going to shit, but it like happens so fast. It's like... This is the um, this is the precursor to Malignant, by the way. Whatever. The Attic? Anyway. I don't even remember. So anyway, I think it was like a failed porno script. <laughs> Honestly, and again, we'll get a little bit more into the title because it makes no goddamn sense, which is also like another trick, which I did not appreciate because my name is Christina and this would not be my house. Well, okay. And it seems like we like to pick porno like movies for Christina's <laughs> birthday. So just keep that That's in. That's not true. We did whatever happened to Baby Jane last Where's year. Where's your mind going, Christina? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I don't. I don't even know what to score this movie. I guess I'll give it a three because I laughed a couple times. Yeah, okay. But the acting wasn't even that great. Nothing was really that great. What did you think? Because I know you have more detailed. Yeah, I thought you were going to come up with some like actual good stuff here on this one, but you're leaving it all on me, huh? That's the way it goes. How I get treated for your birthday. Every day. So, uh, you know, I was like kind of on the fence about seeing this. I didn't watch a trailer or anything about it. Christina just want to watch it. So you're like, okay. I was like, whatever. You can do whatever you want on your birthday. I don't give a shit. You know? You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? Uh, We pop it in. It's pretty fucking boring. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's boring. For quite a bit. But you know what? There are moments in this movie where the writing is just so absurd 
and the actions of some of the characters are just so amazingly bad. Like you shouldn't, you wouldn't think anybody would ever actually do these kind of things because they are so like extreme. Mm-hmm. Like they are not, I think they did it is to make it spicy in the movie, but it just kind of comes across as like, oh, we're watching this TV movie. And now all of a sudden these people are acting abnormally fucked up. Uh, like, I don't know how to explain it to you, but people just yell at each other suddenly after nothing. And it's like, like the nth degree, as they say, for like the most like, you know, instead of just someone being crazy, they got to make them extra crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of someone being mad, they got to be extra mad, you know, like they got to really dial it up to like 11. So which when makes everyone it, else is at a two. Right. When the whole movie's at a two, yeah. you know, <laughs> or just even just an even five. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's just nothing special about it. And all of a sudden you have these outbursts from these characters in this movie that just I don't even know. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like there's some moments in this film I was cracking up. I was laughing so loud, even while watching it by myself for the second time because I had to rewatch it. Holy shit, did I laugh like by myself. I was like, oh, my God. So it does have that so bad it's good flair to it, but it's going to be a hard one to kind of really sink your teeth into. There is not much blood or gore in the film. There is like just some really bad acted moments. The father in this film, who is the most seasoned actor in the whole thing, other than the sheriff, who's been in a ton of fucking movies as well as a sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two are OK. You know, like they're OK. Um, I just I just think they didn't get the best takes out of them or whatever. This movie is not. It's just so a- painfully average and so painfully typical, so painfully tropic. Like you just I literally called who the killer was the first five minutes of the film. Not even. Mm-hmm. Didn't I? Mm-hmm. It, immediately. I was like, oh, it's always going to be that guy. Right. When they first pulled up to the house. Right. I was like instantly. I was like, well, that's the killer. And then they tried to trick you. Yeah. They tried to trick you along the way because they always do, you know, but I was 100 percent right. And I was like, OK, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not to jerk myself off. It's to say that the movie's painfully obvious. OK, <laughs> but there is some value in it. I think that if you put this on with a couple of friends and you weren't paying the closest attention you would have some moments of laughter in this film. Although I really wish that the, the the gore was a little bit more. It just feels like one of those movies that they threw together for like Cinemax, you know, right. for like a late night Cinemax thing mm-hmm. that they, they got really cheap and they were like, Oh, I'll just throw it up. Right. You know? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's got a little bit of nudity in it. Um, not much sexuality. It's just, kind of eh. everything is really over the top though and like the acting is really just not good and mm-hmm. but man those moments that this the bad acting happens yeah. it's it's really kind of funny like there's some really they like the way they treat crazy in this movie drives me insane <laughs> <laughs> like I, and i'll talk about it in the in the spoiler section because okay. there's not much trivia of course not but yeah this is probably a four out of ten for me yeah and it's on a so big scale. So, you know, that's kind of low even for so big. But right. I will say that those moments, I have to I have to clip some of those moments out. Oh, with the hands? Just because you'll be like, Jesus, calm down. <laughs> like, there's, there's puppet hands, too. Which yeah, is... they, dude, I'm, don't spoil it for them. We'll get into the spoilers. You can watch this movie on Tubi if you'd like. Christina and I came. She said a three. I said a four. So a 3.5 out of 10 for you. And that's just because we laughed a few times. It is really painfully. You don't have to pay attention to this movie. But if you do a couple of times, it'll reward you. <laughs> but there's not the treats are very, very few and far between. You know what I mean? So, But if you don't want anything spoiled, 
Check it out on Tubi. Come back and listen to the spoiler section. We'll be here for you with some juicy tidbits. All right, so a little bit of trivia on this. Allison Lang was also in four episodes of Roswell, which Brennan Fair starred in, of course. So they had a working relationship together as well. And oh. as I also mentioned, the girl she was in, uh, or was it the brother or one of them was Uncle? in Final Destination and one was in Final Destination 2. Oh, okay. Bobby, the brother, and Eddie, the boyfriend, were both in the Final Destination franchise. Nice. Eddie was in the first one. Bobby was in the second one. Was this their Final Destination? Uh, this, that was a 90s yeah. movie, right? So that would make <laughs> this like I don't a... think it was 90s. No, it was 2000s. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Which I want to rewatch. I got the whole collection. Right. But we got the new one coming out, so I don't know when it's supposed to be, but maybe we should start watching Everything it. gets getting pushed back, so... That's true because of the whole the the, the strikes are strikes, still going on. Yeah, might be a saving grace for us a little bit. You know, give us a little space. Uh, we can talk about the movie though. The movie kicks off with a girl who's about twenty seven coming to the door to course sell Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies is a twenty seven year old. <laughs> and a masked hooded dude chokes her out, shaking her front to and fro, back and forth from side to side until her neck snaps, which it wasn't very clear. So I'm guessing so that was the this house that they live in. Right. Okay. So they moved into this house, I think, shortly after that, I guess. Or I, I don't really understand what's going on. Well, their mom had cancer. They don't explain that until way later. Yeah. Oh. The mom didn't have cancer. She lost her mind. Oh, that's right. She was in a mental institution. But they moved there to be closer to her. That was the weird thing about this movie. They don't really divulge that until Eddie and her go up to the attic or, oh no, Howie, the the house guy, the guy that helps around the house. um, The handyman. Yeah. He goes up there and they find a trunk with all of the mom's stuff in it. And he's like, what happened to her? And she's like, oh, she went, this was like 50 minutes into the movie, okay? She got sick. Yeah, I know. We think her mom's dead this whole time. Yeah, we didn't even know that she had a mom. We didn't care. We didn't know anything about her. They kind of mentioned her at dinner or something like that, but that's about it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. They always are hearing stuff in the attic, too, which nobody goes to look up there, and every time they do, some fucking jackass pulls a jump scare out and tries to fucking scare you. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, and it's like so obviously a jump scare, but they try to downplay it like, oh, I was just grabbing you. We weren't trying to overact or anything. I'm not trying to trick you. <laughs> it was very cheap jump scares, by the way. I love when they have dinner with Christina's boyfriend, by the way, Eddie. Right. That made no goddamn Dude. sense. So like she's been dating this guy who's kind of a douchebag, but not 100%. He's not like the typical douchebag. He is has a little bit of class about him and he does actually like Christina and he's not trying to cheat on her or anything, which is the typical trope. Right. Uh, but they try to make him out to be that way in a way. They use it as like the killer so that they make you think that Eddie's the killer a couple of times in the movie. Right. Which it's really terrible. Like nobody would believe it was Eddie. No way. <laughs> but they're having dinner together because the father has been kind of a jackass. To her. He's very controlling of Christina. And he invites her boyfriend to have dinner and she she wants him to come over. And the dad's like asking about, you know, like and he, and he has this like very kind of uncomfortable conversation with her dad. He's like, yeah, my uncle got shot by blah, blah, blah. And it's his birthday today. And he's like, really? That's unfortunate to hear. He's like, where's your father? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Don't care. He didn't care about me, so I don't care about him. And for some reason, this pissed off his father and their family values to no end. Like this, like he gets up. Get the fuck out of my house. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Jesus. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, okay, what happened? 
He was like, you know what he was trying to do? You know what he was... And I'm like, no, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, dude. Did you understand any of I that? didn't understand that at all. Why did he get mad at him for telling him that his father left their family behind? And that they had to live in multiple different houses all over the country because he left them behind? Yeah. That's kind of shitty, right? Like, why would you just get mad at that? Like, it's not, I know, and he's still a kid. It's like, not like his family's doing any much better, you know? Like, yeah. his wife's in a fucking mental institution. Maybe it just triggered him. So weird. I don't know. Didn't make sense. I'm not gonna feel sorry for you. Get out of my house. Maybe that's what it was. All the deaths in the movie were terrible except for this one scene where there's like this like <laughs> saw machine or whatever. Oh god. <laughs> See, and I thought that was stupid. I thought it could have been more brutal. They kind of make this like a it's like a myriad of different things. It kind of reminds me of the collector, saw. Mm-hmm. It also kind of reminds me of malignant because of the attic they use all the time. And it also reminds me of something else with the crazy mom thing. Yeah. Because it's it's really weird. There's like a lot of like it's almost like they didn't know what to do with the story, so they had all these like loose ends open right. to just kind of keep it creative. And Howie was crazy too, so it was like right. they had too many elements going on at the same time, and then everything else was boring. Yeah, they try to pin it on the father. They try to pin it on the brother. They try to pin it on the the boyfriend. The boyfriend. They try to, and then yeah, obviously they act, made the fucking house guy act weird, which I was like, okay, come on, like right. he's clearly the fucking killer like yeah you know but they always try to like push him to be the good guy in the movie mm-hmm. um but anyway this isn't even christina's house it's the dad is renting the house and he's behind and they're getting evicted yeah that's a weird thing too. and i'm like what why is this movie called christina's house like i don't understand <sighs> well we find out that the mom at how he's the killer we'll just spoil it right obviously um and he was in the and you find this out at the end of the movie you kind of piece it together with some of the imagery that they use with the mom because the mom's in a mental institution. Christina goes to see her. Her mom's not, not in her right mind. She thinks everybody's the same person and they keep, she keeps repeating the same lines over and over again, but she just happened to like say the right things to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so she says the same thing to the nurse too. And she's like, Oh, she's not there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you find out that Howie was a, was actually at the mental institution with her mom and fell in love with her and then she told him about their family and that he needed to go take care of her family so he finds out where the family lives and then lives in the attic and then and then by day is the like homeworker but they don't know that he's living there Mm -hmm. and then you find out that the homeworker was never sent there by the landlord what handyman i i don't have a handyman come out there we never contracted a handyman to come out there and that's when all shit breaks. Controversy. Loose. And that's when the dad comes and like breaks down the door because well he tries. Yeah. They lock. They unlock the door because he's got all these oh. pulleys and levers in the attic, which which ultimately leads him down the trap door into the saw machine. <laughs> oh, there was another scene. There was another scene I forgot to mention when they went into the attic with Howie. This is before she knows that he's the killer. Of course, they find pics of mom and he asks her what happened. And he explains everything. And they have this moment where a rat appears and she jumps into his arms to kind of like save me from the rat. Cause she's kind of attracted to him. He's an attractive, crazy dude. Right. Aren't they all? He's just weird. He's just different. Weird is different. Christina. And, uh, <laughs> that's what their best friend says earlier. Anyway, Karen, they have this moment. And of course, when she gets into his arms because of the rat, Eddie's like popped his head through the fucking attic hole and he's like, hey guys. And then, uh, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? And she's like, nothing's going on and you don't own me. And he's like, oh yeah, well, and he spits at her 
<laughs> and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> and it's like way over the top. Like, we're just it like, really was. we're like, like Jesus. Whoa, calm like, down. Yeah, like, God damn, dude. Like, whoever wrote this must have had some bad relationships because that, that <laughs> he was. He wasn't going to mess around with that shit. Yeah, he was not going to put up with that fucking whore and, and her fucking cheating on. <laughs> I'm kidding. By the way, if you're in a relationship like that, get out. <laughs> If you can't trust them, you're probably never gonna. So, right. um, but anyway, he also find a body in the drain that 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 how he'd killed. One of the friends comes over. He tricks her into thinking it's Eddie writing a letter to her and says, "Meet me over by Christina's house." And she's like, "It's kind of kinky. You want to make out with me in front of Christina's house?" And so she goes into the sewer area and then fucking gets killed. Like, what would you think? Why would you do that? Stupid girls. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, also another scene where Eddie, after after Eddie sees them in the attic, he gets pissed off and he kind of acts normal about it. The sheriff comes over, you know, because there's a dead body in the drain and they're like, you know, and then Howie shows up and he's like, I just want to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, everything's all right, Eddie. Or everything's all right, Howie. And then he walks away and then he's like, okay. Then he goes to the, the hardware store to go pick up some stuff. He's like, thanks, Tom. You know, Tom's hardware. Mm-hmm. And uh, he walks out, and then fucking Eddie pops up out of nowhere, uppercuts the motherfucker into the window of the tool shop, like through the fucking window, dude. Oh, that's right. And then starts pounding on him on the fucking ground of the glass. And I'm like, this is out of control. Yeah, like you're bringing in palms of townspeople. Yeah, and then he just gets up and walks away. No big yeah, deal. No big deal. Where's the fucking cops? Who's paying for the window, yeah. jackass? You know, Tom's not going to fucking pay for that just because he's a hardware store. Doesn't mean he's got a goddamn glass window the size of his house. This is a small business. Yeah, this is a small business. How dare you? We went through a pandemic. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Tom doesn't even get 15 an hour. Anyway. <laughs> no, the minimum wage back that was like $4 an hour. Well, I mean, maybe he's the owner, but can you mistreat yourself if you're the owner? Hmm. Of course you can. He like gives himself only seven fifty, you know. He's like, nah. We all make the same around here. No, nah, he's a like socialist business. You're not the owner because you're a worker right now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. That was just like a wild. That was like wild shit. The dad. They find out because like there was this scene in the very beginning of the movie, and this is what made me believe. I was like, he's the fucking killer. When he's applying the stuff on the windows? Yeah, he's up on the window. He's on the roof, and he's putting up, he's like, stuff on the window. She's like, hey, what's up, Howie? What are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just uh, applying some film. Some film to the windows. It, it kind of helps prevent the, you know, for the winter and stuff, you know, to keep it nice and warm inside. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go in. Is dad inside? You know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's the fucking killer. That's him. So that comes into play, and I don't, most people probably just forgotten that he had said that in the beginning of the movie, Mm -hmm. and you, because they never really explain it. (laughs) They don't really just say it out loud. They just kind of hope you paid attention at the beginning of the movie. Right. And uh, so they they get locked in the house, and they can't get out, so they start trying to break the windows, and they can't, because that stuff's on the outside. candy glass, or whatever it's called. I don't know what it was. It was like... The anti-shatter. It's like a windshield. Yeah, it's... You know, when you you bust a windshield, it won't, like, shatter. Right. It's got, like, the plastic to keep it. Yeah, we'll just stay together. So, they're, like, throwing chairs at it, doing all this stuff, 
And uh, the dad comes home and he notices and kind of unlocks it while the brother is already hidden downstairs. He's already revealed himself to the sister and the brother, mm-hmm. how he's there. And oh, Eddie's there too because Eddie shows up. They're like thinking he's the killer or something because everybody's been dying around them. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, I just came through the back door. And she's like, is it open? And he's like, yeah, why? What the fuck? Why are you acting weird? Mm-hmm. And she goes back to check the door and it's locked. And then he's like, what the fuck? And he tries to break it and yeah, all this shit with the windows. And then uh, Howie shows up out of nowhere. And they're and then, like, of course, Eddie and him, they got some beef, you know. So they got to fight again. They got to fight it out. So Eddie punches him in the face and he's like, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> and then he punches him again a second time. And then Howie just kind of blows it off. You know, like he's just taking the hits like, oh, you're a bitch. Second one kind of hurt a little bit more because there's a little bit of blood coming out of his mouth, you notice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then he choke fucking slams him up against the wall and takes the sharp end of the pickaxe or the pick hammer Mm -hmm. into his head and kills him in front of. Oh, that's right. And that's the funny part, because like, I think before that happens, they show Howie upstairs acting crazy when you realize that Howie, because the dad went to the landlord and the landlord says, Oh, we didn't ask a worker to come, you know, huh? what the right. fuck? I, this is weird. Right. And then he's like, oh my God, controversy. That's when they show fucking Howie in the fucking attic. And he's like, hi, everybody. My name is Christina. <laughs> and he's like, I'm the dad and I'm angry. You don't go anywhere, Christina. I'm Bobby and I'm a little pussy. And it's like with his fingers, dude. And, I- <laughs> and Alex is using his, his hand puppets right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you guys know. Dude, it was the stupidest. Like you just it was would not so stupid. You would not expect this actor to 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 slum, yeah, to these depths. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> For this character. For this, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's not like a great actor, but like, just it felt off. Very. The dad finally gets in because he pulls the levers and the things somehow. They all like split up, and he goes into the attic and lets the dad in. Then the dad walks a couple of steps forward. There's like a trap door on the floor. That's when the saw machine. Yeah. He drops into this like cage that looks like a coat rack or something, but like a giant coat rack where like a human could fit down the center of the poles. And there's all these blades that are attached to it so that when you fell, you fall in between the blades and the blades would slice you all over. Mm -hmm. And Bobby is down there, the little brother who she told to hide down there while she was up in her bedroom. And she's like, dad, are you here? And he's like, I don't know where he went. Oh, that's right. I told him that he was upstairs with you in the attic and that you might be up there. And then you see the dad's all like bleeding and like dying in the basement and Bobby gets up and helps him. And then there's like this whole scene upstairs where like how he like devolves everything to to uh, Christina. And then he tells uh, her the whole story about him meeting his mom and how he loves her and how he wants to fuck her like her daughter. And uh, he's like, oh, I can't kiss you, though, because I just I would have to think about your mom. And I love her so much. So weird. He's like, that's why I can't kiss you. And like, he's like, but I can dance with you. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And then he starts slow dancing with her. And it's like, weren't they like panning like scenes to like the mother too? And like, yeah, they show her in like the light. Yeah. And then they show her like in the attic and the mother. It wasn't in the attic. It was was her by the window at the mental hospital. Oh, okay. Which they had shown him and her together in that scene. Right, right. They show her in front of that thing a couple of times. I like intercut the movie with mom at the hospital. 
So weird. It's like she's the mastermind behind this whole yeah, thing. Exactly. Which, which is, is the fucking weirdest it's like, thing. So, so she like possessed Howie. Not even. She just was so smashed. She just. Yeah. She wanted to fuck over the family some reason. Why? But then again, they left her there. The end, end, end scene, though, is why I I bring up the maybe she possessed Howie. No, because how would she possess? Possess means bring your spirit into theirs. The end scene, there was another guy leaving. I get that. Okay. We haven't even gotten there yet. Basically, he tells her everything. They fight. The dad comes in, fights, gets Howie off of her, gets stabbed. They lure him down to the basement and he falls in the same fall trap that the dad fell in. Right. And that's how he dies. But how? What else does she do after he falls in? He's like, Christina! Oh, yeah. And then she does what? You can't what tell me she, you forgot. This is the extra. Forgot. This is the cherry on the cake. Like the, the icing oh. on the cake. Oh, didn't she shove something she, down she there? She dropped a dresser in the hallway. Oh, that's right. She pushed the dresser on top of him. Yeah, the, which I loved. I was like, yes! Oh, that was weird. I, was I like, wish he would have chopped his head off or his limbs yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Like something. But it was still cool. Like, I liked that. I was like, yeah, that's extra, you know, fuck right. you. Right. An extra. So then the dad lives. He's in the hospital. The sheriff yeah. comes in because he comes in late, by the way, after. Wasn't the sheriff Howie's dad? No. Oh. No, we thought it was for a second because I woke up and I was like half asleep. I got confused. Oh, uh, that was the first time when we were watching it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the sheriff was late, of course, because he he's the police, he's the I guess. <laughs> he just like couldn't get in, I guess, in time. So she saves the day. They save the brother and the father. And then uh, they explain the sheriff explains, you know, how how he had met her and everything and. You know, this is how it it went down, and you know, I guess this is how you know it happened. We didn't see it coming. We didn't think he was. We thought he was going to be okay because, you know, he he was let go and he was given a clean bill of health and da 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 da. Oh right. And then they show the mother in a chair in the mental institution after all of that, and she's smiling at some guy who's getting the same treatment, who's getting a clean bill of health, and. They're like, you've done well. We're wishing you good luck. Here's some extra money. Here's your clothes and everything. We wish you the best of luck out there. And he keeps staring at the mom while she's smiling at him. And it's like, that's not possession. She's just controlled him. She made him fall in love with her. She knows his weaknesses because he's crazy. And she's making him go to the house to finish the fucking job. So Christina's house too. Canceled. Yeah, daddy's got a new... uh, (laughs) Her mama's got a brand new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so she really moves. She She's a mover. She's a hustler. She knows. <laughs> even though she can't even stare in one spot at one particular time. And she repeats herself to death. We don't know if that's even true. She could just be manipulating, manipulating everybody to go out there and kill her family. Why? Doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense. But she did it. And at the very end, you see him walk out the door and look back, and then all of a sudden, it's a Halloween-style shot of the house where they shoot down low and then pull back and look up. You know, it's definitely yep. the John Carpenter fucking thing that they shot did. John Carpenter. It's the house look, you know, like ding, 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 Right, ding, it's the house. It's Christina's house, but not really Christina's house because her dad didn't pay the rent. Right. So they show the house, and then the, in the attic, the light comes on, and there you are. And we start the cycle over again. Yep. Christina's house too. Mama's Boogaloo, electric boogaloo. So, <laughs> anyway, wonderful film. 
fantastic. Good choice. Who chose this movie? It was pretty funny. Like, there was some funny stuff in it. Like, it just blew your mind. You're like, why? Never picking Google searches again. Yeah, Random we should have done. has Google searches. I don't know. You know, some people might like it. You might want to add it in your queue when you're in just one of those, I don't know what to watch movies, and you go, I need to clean oh. my house, but I need something in the background movies. I remember Christina thought this was shitty, and Alex thought it was pretty funny, so <laughs> maybe I should watch this. Yeah, if you're cleaning the house or, you know, I don't know. Could on your phone or something, yeah. and you just want to have something in the background. There you go. But yeah, Christina, how old are you? It's not your goddamn business. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. I love you very much. Thank you. And uh, we still are going to celebrate it. We got to get her a cake. My we... actual birthday is on Thursday. It's August tw- 31st. Yeah, technically it's on Thursday, but it falls on the on the week, so we always do the episode for that. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks. If you could do Christina a favor, share the episode. I think this was a fun episode to share anyway. Oh, yeah. We had a really good time talking about incest, crazy Mm -hmm. mothers, Mm -hmm. and uh, little children being hung like disco balls Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the attic. (laughs) But if you could, please give this a share. No, but I love you. Happy birthday. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. So next week, we're going to do something. We don't know yet what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. Try to get it out there on Thursday, probably just to give you a little bit of heads up on it if we can. But, um, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to watch. Um, trying to save some of the good ones for Voidtober as well. And uh, maybe we can play catch up on like some newer movies or just watch some older stuff that we have been needing to watch. But yeah, thanks for coming by, guys. We love you. Murray loves you. He wants to say hello. And uh, and as always, long live the void. <laughs>